Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoyed listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. You turn your Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 7. 2 Samuel chapter 7. And uh, I'm going to begin with prayer. Father, we, we thank You for Your Word. Lord, You are glorious. Lord, You are holy. Lord, we are sinful people. We cannot dwell in Your presence apart from the Mediator, Jesus Christ the Righteous, who stands in our place, who took our punishment on the cross and who intercedes for us right now. Father, we pray now that You would be with us. Lord, do You give us ears to hear Your Word. You give us eyes that we would see glory on the pages of Scripture. Father, that You would give us hearts to obey. Father, um, I am a sinful Man, and I pray that, uh, Lord, you would be with me, give me strength. I need your grace as I preach your word this this evening. Father, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. To uh, do a little bit of review, we've been looking at God's promises throughout the Old Testament. The promise that He would send a Messiah who would one day come to save His people. We saw that it started there in the garden. God had created everything good. He created us to live forever with Him, enjoying His presence forever. And sin entered into the world. And when sin entered into the world, death was introduced as well. And God pronounced a curse on the serpent, yet within that curse there was a promise. God said to that serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. The descendant of Eve who would come and who would crush the serpent's head. That first promise of the gospel in the Old Testament. We looked last week at how God made a promise to Abraham about how Abraham would, uh, he would be a blessing to all nations and how his uh, descendants would, would have kings come from his line. But today we will be looking at 2 Samuel uh, chapter 7. Uh, one of those kings that came from the line of David or of, of Abraham was King David. We'll look at this text in 2 Samuel 7. Let me read it. Now, when the king lived in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his surrounding enemies, the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells in a tent. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, 
Would you build a house, build me a house to dwell in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day. But I have been moving about in a tent for my dwelling. In all the places where I have moved with all the people of Israel, did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may dwell in their own place, and be disturbed no more. And violent men shall afflict them no more, as formerly. From the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will rise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with stripes of the sons of men. But my, my steadfast love I will not, will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, who I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever in accordance with all these words and in accordance with all this vision. Nathan spoke to the prophet. Let me pray again. Uh, Father, thank you for your word. Give me strength now. Help me to speak your word in Jesus' name. Amen. David had come to a point where he had peace surrounding him. And he decided that he was going to build the Lord a house, a temple. He thought that this would be a good idea. There was no longer wars that he had to be involved in, so why not? Why not build a permanent place for God to dwell? He gave this suggestion to Nathan the prophet. Nathan thought it was a good idea. He said, do whatever the Lord, whatever is in your heart to do. But Nathan hadn't yet consulted with the Lord. And the Lord came to him in a vision that night. The Lord said to Nathan that David was not to build a house for the Lord. You know, one of the things that I see from this is sometimes we, as believers, when we want to worship God, sometimes we want to do so in our own way. We, we want to come up with our ways that we think would be pleasing to God. But God has determined in His Word 
the way that he will be pleased to be worshipped. He will be worshipped um, by his people uh, in songs um, and in his word. Uh, you know, in, uh, it's trendy these days to try to find other ways of doing church. And uh, some might try to minimize the preaching of God's Word and and put preaching down. Uh, And some may want to do all kinds of of things. Uh, I've heard of of, uh, uh, having a a water slide that goes down into a baptistry. Can you imagine those kinds of things? Um, I I don't want to speak too negatively, but I want us to remember that God has appointed how He will be worshipped. We can think of all kinds of things that that we can try to do to please Him. Um, But you know, God is most pleased in our our obedience. He's most pleased um, when we recognize Him for who He is, for His gloriousness, for His holiness. Not when we just get worked up so we'll move on from there. David had this idea. God told him, no, you're not to build me a house. He had appointed how he was to be worshipped. He had told the children of Israel before this time that they were to build the tabernacle and it was to come along with them. And he wasn't ready for the temple to be built. But God then tells Nathan to tell David this you will have a son who will come from your very body who will build a house. And I will build a house for you, is what God tells David. In a way, there's kind of two meanings to this. Now, uh, we've got Dr. Kennedy here, and I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to um, get into the weeds of... of uh, of a double fulfillment or anything like that. But there are some things that in, in this text in which his very son Solomon was able to fulfill. He did build a temple uh, for the Lord. But there are some things in this passage that Solomon never really could live up to. We look here in verse... Uh, Verse 13, it says, He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he shall be to me a son. And when he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rods of men, rod of men and with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love, I will, will not depart from him as I took it from Saul. I put it away, put it away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Solomon may have built this house for God, this temple for God, but he died. He didn't, have, he didn't sit on a throne forever. And you may think about the Davidic dynasty, about the, the line of kings that would come from him. And ultimately, that's, I think, where this is pointing to. 
He had a line that would continue with a king on the throne. But even then, there was a threat to that that came. When Babylon came and destroyed Jerusalem, and they destroyed the temple, and they took the king off in chains into Babylon, into captivity. And, and then the expectation is, where is this one? This coming one, this seed of the woman, this blessing of Abraham to all nations, this seed of David, this son of David who would sit on a throne forever. That's why when we look at Matthew chapter 1 last week, it connects Abraham with Jesus, but it stops there in the middle and it, it points out, David along this line. And it talks about the 14 generations that were there between David and the time of the deportation to Babylon. There was a continuous line of children of David, seed of David that led to Christ. And when we celebrate Christmas, when we think about Jesus laying there in the manger, we think about the seed of the woman, the blessing of Abraham, the son of David, who would one day live a sinless life and be crucified for us, but be risen and appointed as king forever and ever and ever. And there will be no end to His kingdom. There will be no end to His reign. Jesus now sits beside the Father, reigning over all of His creation. We worship Him as King. We sang, King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come now. When we worship Jesus, we worship this One who was promised in the Old Testament. He is the fulfillment of all of those promises. And we worship Him. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook. Facebook.